another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up. We'll make it happen. If you like sponsoring, let's make that happen too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk. Follow us on Twitter and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Things are about to pop. The queens were tasked to create their own branded soda, and well, the stores won't be socking the shelves with these drinks. It's a beast of an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, and joining me to talk it all out, it's Red Rum. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, my dear. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I don't know why it's taking this long, but finally, I, I, I got you on. Look, uh, COVID has been making everything a little bit more slow. I haven't slowed yeah. to action, so it's it's only a matter of time. We're here yeah. now. That's all that matters. We, we are here. Um, I am recording in my mother's basement right now in New Jersey. You're in you're New Jersey, too? I'm, I'm, I'm originally from New Jersey. Where, where, where in Jersey? Mawa, Bergen uh, County. Oh, you're in Bergen. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm right on the border of New York, of New York State. Up okay. by, like, Rockland I'm, I'm County up there. I'm in Miami County, so I'm in a- okay. Asbury Park. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, Asbury Park, yeah. uh, home of a lot of famous drag queens. Um, uh, do a lot of fun shows down there. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 res- I'll reserve my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about Drag Race Season 13 with you. Yes. But we are going, I have to, because I don't know who listens to what episodes anymore. We're listeners, the drag news of the week. A queen has been crowned in UK. Lawrence Cheney is the winner of Drag Race UK season two. Did you watch the series and how do you feel about it? So I will say that I've only watched bits and pieces of season two, mm-hmm. um, but I started catching the tail end. Yeah. Do I, do I think that uh, somebody was robbed? Yeah. Uh, but do I think that they had an ulterior motive for why they uh, picked uh, Lawrence Cheney? Yeah. Oh, explain. I like this. Explain your theory. I love conspiracy theories. They're my favorite. So, so with like, so I don't know if you noticed with like uh, Canada and UK, they've been testing some things out. Uh, they had the first bearded queen on, and now they have the first plus size winner. Mm-hmm. So they're they're probably gauging how that's going to go for uh, U.S. That's fair. That now yeah. now I mean I, my conspiracy theory, which is is not really a conspiracy theory that many people don't disagree with, but I think the show really really had an idea for season twelve that a plus size queen was going to win, but we all know what happened to that bitch. No, Ugh, and that's. That's terrible. So I, 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 I think they were they're waiting for a plus size queen, and then even the rumored cast of um, All Star Six, a, a plus size queen, is easily able to snatch that crown. But Lawrence Cheney, first plus size queen winner. Um, oh, we love her. But, we love but Bimini, Bimini, if 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 they won, would have been the first non-binary winner, which would have been really cool. But yeah. you know what? We love a first, no matter what. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we are going to talk about. Season 13. Yes. How are you feeling about the season so far? 
I I agree with everybody on the face of this planet that is the longest fucking season without elimination, the longest fucking season mm-hmm. ever because it's, it was like five episodes in and it was still, what, 13 girls? Right, no. I mean, we have seven in this episode and, and UK, which started two weeks after, it's finished. <laughs> done, it's How done. does this happen? Like, like, like by this time, it would have been like uh, at least four girls, one of them would have came back, one of them would have left again. Exactly. This is the best time to be a loser. I swear to God. I <laughs> swear true. to fucking God. <laughs> no, because I mean, a lot of the fan base was very much in the sense of they want more. They want to learn about the Queens more. So they listened and they gave us more time with the Queens. Okay, now let's roll back a little bit. Let's have a little less time. I mean, I, do they really want more time with the Queens or do they just want to know more about the Queens just to shade them later? That's hey, that's <laughs> that that is the shadiness of this fan base. Yeah. It is not yeah. pretty. Um, yeah. but but uh, you do you have do you have any connections to anyone on this season? So, uh, I even though I am in New Jersey, I am a New York girl, so yeah, pe- so people like uh, Olivia, Olivia Lux is currently Miss Paradise yep. down here in Asbury Park. Um, I know of Rose, I know of Tina. Uh, candy obviously um so my heart goes out to my new york my new york city slash uh bronx brooklyn sisters so olivia would be the one i have like the the closest yeah. connection to yeah because it, it, yeah. she she definitely i mean in, in terms of the new york scene was definitely on the rise but was also that that borderline like new york new jersey queen because she did perform in new jersey a little yeah. bit before making her way into new york but mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 really fun to watch people we know and then critique them and then see how they feel about uh, that I, but. I'll, I'll, I'll critique them to their face <laughs> it's true and, hey, that, that is that is our industry but let, let's dive into it it is yes. after the elimination olivia is still here but denali one of rose's closest friends is gone the two of them saw each other in the top four, but alas, that's not what the script the producers wrote for them was. Mm-hmm. Not only did Olivia have to lip sync against her sister, but she had to do it in their drag. And now Olivia has a whole mirror to clean, which she could not do. Um, why can Olivia Lux not clean a mirror? Because <laughs> uh, there, there wasn't enough of her tears on it, in my opinion. Well, that's that. That's fair. And, that's and, fair. And... and I, I say that with the most love, but um, it's a competition. Yeah, it's true. It you, is true. You, yeah, it's a competition. Olivia is shaken and Denali is gone, but this is a competition. Someone had to go. Utica, Simone, they're congratulated for their win. Utica is finally mm. a winner of something, um, and she is going to put the medal to the medal because she's yeah. a weirdo. She doesn't know the phrase that's pedal to the medal, but... She's from Minnesota. What does she know? What does she know? Yeah, knows nothing. We are still discussing the dreaded question that was asked on the uh, main stage, and Olivia is not taking it personally. It's just drag, but she knows these girls, and she knows it's coming from a place of love. That's why they said her name. Candy doesn't believe her. Candy is not here for that. She is not cool, common collective, which again, Candy, I believe the word you're looking for is collected. Collective. Shh. Candy knows Denali was trying to save herself from drowning, and she was concerned that perhaps the judges consider that, which is why she believes Denali said her name. 
how how would you feel if you were on um, the Great American Drag Race and your name was set on the runway as someone to go home? How how would you take it? So I would take it either one or two ways. It's either I'm doing shit and I I need to go home because if if everybody thinks I'm doing terribly, I I must think I'm doing terribly. I'll say my right. name too. And on the other hand, everybody say my name because they see me as competition. And I'll go for the former. Everybody, everybody should see me as competition. So that's what I would think. Yeah. I would kind of be in the same. I'll say I'll, I would be in the same boat as Olivia. I'll say it doesn't phase me, but I wouldn't say uh, it's coming from a place of love. That's fair. Because you, you know, no, some, I, some these, it, it, absolutely. I mean, we in the drag community, we love to think it's all kumbaya. We love our sisters, sisterhood. No, it's not that way. Come on, let's let's be honest with ourselves. It is cutthroat, and this is the the, the yeah. Olympics of drag. So, like, pretty much, you can yeah. believe it's coming from love, but you know, they they really do see it as competition, and they can't say your name because they don't want to admit it. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. It is. Olivia had two wins and was at the top of her game, but one week can knock you down on your ass. Candy has seen the bottom and the top, and she has no choice but to show the winner's side of Candy. So we'll see what'll happen. It's a new day, top seven, and Simone is still in toes, even though she has three wins under her belt so far. Tina is ready for it to be the top four, which Rosé says she'll have fun watching it, which was a burn. Um, Tina says she'll sneak right by her, and it'll be real cute. Candy says she'll be sneaking by her at the airport. <laughs> Love this little camaraderie here we got. But yeah. at, le- as, at least Tina has $25,000, according to Candy Muse. Candy can't do math. Math is hard. Um, how are you with math? Um, you know, I grew up as a poor Black uh, inner city child. Um, so math may not be my strong suit. I know, <laughs> I, know how to, I know how to count chicken wings. That's about it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Candy just doesn't know where the comma goes and how much... The common means, but the alarm sounds and Candy is saved by the bell. Rue's message makes the queens think they're going to go out to get a job, which would have been a really Mm. fun challenge if it wasn't COVID. Um, That would be really fun. But they're just doing a branding challenge. More on that soon. For the mini challenge, they are going to be playing Are You Smarter Than the Pit Crew? Are you good at trivia? I am excellent at trivia. I know. Are you good at Are you good at drag race trivia? I am. I would say. All right. All right. These were fucking layups. These were easy fucking questions. Easy. Easy. easy, Um, easy. But to distract the queens, the pit crew will be wearing JJ Malibu underwear and they will give them the trivia questions. That is called branding. And this is how we get our sponsorship in. All right. Question one. Alyssa. Alyssa doesn't get cute. She gets. Gorgeous. Yep. Tina got it. Question number two, Alaska and Lanasha Sparks were asked to drag up a child mannequin. What did they name her? Little Pound Cake. That's right. Got Mick was the one who got that one correct. In the season nine episode, Crew Better Work, who did the drag queens drag up? I forgot his name. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wintergreen, Sarge. So oh, okay, yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. And, and oh. for that answer, Candy said the camera crew, which I guess was uh, the correct yeah. answer, but it was, it was the crew in general. They wanted the... Ma- okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Question four. What was the original Untucked Lounge called? <laughs> I was going to say the Interior Delusions Lounge. The Interior Delusions <laughs> Lounge. They would have taken that answer. Um, that was correct. <laughs> Simone got it correct. Question five. True or false? There was no Untucked in season one. <gasps> there wasn't. And Candy technically gets it right with technically there was no Untucked, but backstage videos did come out online after the season aired, which is true. Go back to those. They're really bad. I, I'm actually re-watching season one. And Oof. like, see season show. one? See, very, very different. Remember when RuPaul, and I'm, um, I'm sure you heard when RuPaul said, I don't want to see any more fucking H&M. I guess season one that, is the reason why she doesn't want to see H&M anymore. Uh, Rebecca Glasscock? Ooh. How did she get to the top three? I don't get it. How? Wait, was she? Yeah, I thought I thought I thought it was B. I thought it was BB Chanel in. No, Chanel uh, got Nina, knocked Nina. out. Chanel got knocked out before that. Yeah, I always thought I, I nope. always thought it was those three. Nope, Rebecca Lascock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Shit, drag queens say, "Look over there." <laughs> Jada Essence Hall. That's the girl, Rose. Got it. <laughs> then another shit drag queen say. Alexis Mateo. Why did Utica not remember that name? She was literally on the season before her with the All Stars. Right. Bad Utica. And Terrible. finally, we get a math question. If Bryce has a dozen foot long sausages and he stuffs eight of them into his mouth, how many sausages does he have left? That's four. That's oh. correct. And Candy got a math question correct. It's Proud almost like they were set up in that little table to talk about math beforehand. But <laughs> it was a cute little fucking challenge. Yeah. Um, Candy is the winner, and she wins $2,500 gift card to JJ Malibu. Yeah. I personally do not have any JJ Malibu. I don't know what the price point is, but I feel like she's going to get a lot of underwear out of this. I, I can see that and or buying underwear for other people so she can get a gander in. You know what? No, this is what she should do. She should buy JJ Malibu underwear and sign it and then sell it to the fans. Brandy. That's it. That's it. Uh, there, there you go. All right. So for the matching challenge, they have to create and brand their own soft drink. Name it. Yes. Come up with a flavor. Produce and star in a 45 second commercial. Plus write a catch phrase, a catch jingle. This challenge is understanding what your brand is and how to portray that to an audience. Olivia, she's a little nervous because she just got read for branding on the runway. Mm -hmm. How 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 did you how would you feel if with a branding challenge? Um, I think I think it's very hard for queens to come in. I think it's very hard for queens to come into a branding challenge, um, because it's. Not many people know what they no not many people know what their professional brand is. They know what their right. brand is as a drag queen. But when they're coming to like say, uh, when you see like these certain types of colors, you know this is me. When you see this signature, you know this is me. Not every queen has that business mindset. Right. Uh you you clearly see that some queens struggled with that. Yes, they did. Um Utica being one of them, got Nick being one of them. And it's not easy for everybody to pick up. It's, it's no, really it, it, it's not because branding is 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 not just the essence of who you are. It's the essence of what you want to offer. Yes. So it, it's it, it's 
multi-layered. So going into this challenge, mm-hmm. sure, you know that the branding challenge will come in some point at Drag Race. So you got to do yeah. some preparedness for it. But you can tell the ones who had no idea, no idea. what their brand was. They, um, got, but, they got blindsided. Exactly. But for some of them, even having a quote-unquote brand backfired on them. But we'll we'll talk about Tina in a little bit. Simone is going to be given deals because if you buy two cans, you get one gold tooth free. Smart. She's already starting to get funny here. Shocker. For Tina's soda can, it will be a burning theme. She tries to tell Mm -hmm. Olivia about her concepts, and Olivia just has a lot of questions for her. And Tina just goes on and on about the commercial, and she doesn't know why Tina has a full-on trilogy that she's going to put into a 45-second commercial. Mm-hmm. So that was that was cue number one yeah. to know that perhaps Tina was in a little bit of trouble. Going in the wrong direction. Exactly. Yeah. Rosé is feeling pretty confident with her hangover remedy, but it also makes you feel absolutely perfect. I like this concept. I think she got some, some ideas going here. Tina has loved getting to know Rosé, but going in as a perfectionist and trying not to be a perfectionist, are you just making fun of yourself? Is it just too perfect? Tina's not happy with Rosé because Rosé has a good concept working for her. I can tell. Let's talk about Utica here. Utica really wants to lick the can and have the flavor come out of licking the can. It's unsanitary and fun. Not the two words that I would combine for licking a can, but you you go off, sis. Um, Simone thinks Utica is a nut and she is a creative force, but she doesn't believe that she's a nut. But you want to know the nuttiest thing? Utica needs a cow. She needs a cow for her. That made zero sense to me. Clara. Clara came, so it was obviously a sign that she needs to have Clara in her performance, right? It it just, it didn't didn't read as what she wanted. Nope. To me. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Like, I didn't understand uh, the pit crew uh, feeding the cow the... uh, the Utican and her drink from the udder. That especially when the whole thing started with her wanting to lick it. Yeah. No it's like, is it is it supposed to be milk? It's supposed to be dairy. I don't can't even look is the one that had dairy, but you know. <laughs> oh okay. got mixed says she has learned that being on drag race, she has learned that about not caring. So she is gonna make a soda about not caring about fucking up, being you know, delusionally gorge. Um, do you use the word gorge on a daily basis? I mean, other people use it for me. I don't personally <laughs> use it myself. There you go. <laughs> Gottmik says her brand was the clown makeup. Now she has progressed that making fun of herself is part of her personality and a brand. Gottmik is telling us she's going to do something about being dumb, and then we're going to watch her be dumb as she tries to create a storyboard. She's never made a storyboard before, but she is drawing them in shot order rather than commercial mm-hmm. order. So she's complicating her life with this storyboard. And Candy tries to work with her and color coordinate, but Mick is lost. She's the kind of person, what happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Are you a someone who is very organized? So a storyboard um, would be hard for you, wouldn't it be? No, a, a storyboard wouldn't be hard for me, but I, I'll kind of use it as a... A jumping off point if I'm doing yeah. something like that. Like it'll it'll keep me in order, it'll keep my mm-hmm. ideas uh straight, but I wouldn't like fully stick to it, I would say. Yeah, that's fair. 
Yeah. The alarm sounds and they're all tripping because if they, they, I mean, they didn't know what happened in uh, the UK, but when a random alarm sounds, that might mean they're going home because of COVID. But no, no, mm-hmm. it's just a message from reigning queen Jada Essence Hall, the essence of beauty. Olivia is fangirling her heart out because she loves Jada. I mean, who doesn't? Are you a Jada fan? I am. I, I, I would honestly take a bullet for Jada. Like, you're, a, like, you're a Jada stan. I am. I am. I will be her bodyguard, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, she, she's, she's wonderful. But she is there to talk about branding. This is the part where you get to make an impression on the judges and show who they are so far. The girls get to do a little Q&A with them. Simone asks if there was anything she wished she would have done on her season differently. Jada says she got in her head a lot, but you have to remember they are responsible for their journey on Drag Race. Don't internalize. Tell you themselves they will do bad. Don't do it. Rosé asks if she knew she was going to win. Jada says that when the girls asked who was going to be in the four, they all said they didn't know if they'd make it, but Jada was, bitch, I came here to be in the four. Do the work. One of the bitches in the workroom, they are going to be the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's true. Jada was kind of there probably because she was contractually obligated to be there. I don't think she offered anything new to the girls. It was cool to see no. her, but I think no. this was just a moment of let's fill time and bring Jada in. I mean, I would, I would, I would fully agree with that. But at the same time, think think of it this way: you're that far in a competition where you're seeing this possibly pre-recorded message, so that should be a good thing. That should be an incentive to keep going further to possibly see something else that other queens don't get to see. Exactly. It's true. Well, Tina loves those two little bitches known as Ross and Carson. It's time to start filming their scenes. So Tina tells us that her drink is like Viagra in a can. Not sure that's something I want to be drinking, but okay. okay. Carson says that her story bard looked like a ransom note. So she, it must have been wild. Um, I don't know if the queens get to keep theirs, but like they should again, sign them, sell them, make some send, money send off, off of it. Exactly, exactly. So we're watch, we watch Tina do her recording, and she flubs a few times, but she's directing herself with catchphrases and costume changes, and the pick for doing lines, not of coke, but they're doing lines. Um, she had a lot to work with. Yeah, it's almost like she. she 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 uh, she 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 got her in her head and really wanted to make something grander than she was going to actually be able to do. Yes. Um, so from 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 things I've seen of Tina online, it's she's very story driven. She's very I want to I want to make a a, a soap opera. She, I want to make my own TV show in five minutes, ten minutes. So I'm not surprised she's trying to bring that style into this challenge, right. but it clearly doesn't translate well. So she exactly. had too she had too much and she had too much in a small amount of time. Exactly. Not, every, not everything was going to translate. Right. And even when Ross tries to help Tina change her Victoria's Secret line, we get this montage of Tina just not getting it right. She's failing. She's not getting it right. I was watching with my mom. She's like, how is she not getting this? I'm like, she this 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 is them making fun of her. This I'm sure she's yeah. smart enough. She she got it, but yeah. she was Glenn Close, but no cigar. We love my <laughs> we love our references to UK. 
That was bad. <laughs> but, it, but it was the same exact thing. Yeah. It was yeah. the same situation where they're just yeah. not hearing it because when you read something, you, you are stuck to what you wrote. And when you need to yeah. edit, it's hard to edit on the spot. So I, I'll give her a little sympathy there. Mm-hmm. Rosé comes by and she is going to be doing Rosé-ed, Um And Ross will take a case. Wow, this is confusing. That was confusing for a second. I was like, wait, why did I just write uh, Rosé's boy name? And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's uh, Ross Matthews. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so the gag here is Rosé is wearing the Jantasy official robe because that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Which means next season, if Miss Laguna Blue is on, she will now have to take merch from both Rose and Jan. And Jan. Because that I, would be full circle brilliance. It, it would be. They're, they're setting up for Stephanie's child some, somewhere. somewhere oh, fully, down of course. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I talked with someone about this. They're like, could you imagine if the producer's like, Laguna, we love you, but not season 14. I, I think she would go crazy. I think she would go insane i'm honestly surprised i will say this i'm surprised that she get she didn't get on before jan or rose i agree floored still floored but seeing the the progression of like where jan was where rose is if rose doesn't win i could see laguna be in the top absolutely yeah we love when the producers write a script for us. Oh, we love it. Reality <laughs> TV. Reality TV. Yes. Um, but this vi- th- this filming was simple. Ross and Carson just laughed through Rosé's video because she was nailing it. She was doing very well. Olivia is doing live because it's a play off of her name. This drink will make you positive and, you know, live. That smile, it's contagious. It's, it's honestly one of the Huge. most beautiful smiles on any human on this planet. Yes, huge. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Olivia does not want to get red for her branding for a second week in a row, but she just doesn't know how to find what she's looking for in the commercial because she's just smiling her way through this, the the mountains and the snow and the desert. Mm -hmm. Also, she needs to bury her face, but that that it's hard for her to do, but she's living. And then in confessional, she says, you live and you learn. She's a branding genius because she, she totally had that in her head. That was not on the she spot. Did. She, she had that she in knew the back what she's doing. Yeah. Listen, if any if if anyone is doing one of the better jobs on the tail end of the show when it comes to merch, Olivia is Olivia. probably no. winning. She's doing 100%. very, very well. And you can 100%. tell that she bombed two branding challenges. She came back here. She's like, make a brand for me, make this work. Yeah. Simone is doing sweet tooth and it's for the uptight average person to let loose. It's a metaphor for her journey on drag race. Carson whispers to Ross at one point that Simone is the kind of person who can say anything and it'll be funny. It's very funny. So Carson gives her direction Mm -hmm. to say cardiac arrest line, more deadpan and it works. Simone's not an actress, but she makes it work. She takes direction. Well, so kudos to her. That was good. I, 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 I fucking love Simone. And I know everybody shares that same sentiment, but yep. Jesus Christ. I you, agree. She, she's, a, she's quite wonderful. She, she, she's very much an enigma because she's not just a drag queen. She's an activist and she's a model. And she's, 
spoiler, I still think she's going to win. I, I just like, I, no. how is she not going to win? How do you not give her the crown? Like she, she, she is all those things, but some people can be all those things and not be grounded. Yeah. Simone is still grounded and she knows who she is. And that's what yeah. makes her. So, so, so Simone possible. just has, she has that story. It's not an underdog story. It's not a dark horse story. It's a genuine, real human story because yeah. you're able to relate to her and her, her, her journey from life to now. It's just, it, she's on the show at the right time. So I'm, I'm, it, it's always exciting to get to talk about Simone. I also do enjoy talking about Miss Utica, but Miss Utica, oof, 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 oof. Um, I, I, I love Utica. I do. I do too. But Utica wants to include Clara the cow because she gave a surprise mm-hmm. visit in the psychic reading. So Clara's here and she's just, Utica's just a crazy nut job who is literally on camera sucking a plastic cow off. Have you ever seen when when I saw that when I saw that have you ever uh, seen or do you know who Tom Green is, the actor? Yes. Yes. Do you remember the clip of him sucking off a cow? No. I suggest I suggest looking it up after this. Oh my that god! Was, that's, that was, that was the energy I was getting. That was the energy I was getting. And oh, for, that was oh, not that's a good funny. Thing. No, yeah. no, that's not what, what Utica was going for. <laughs> Oof. Oh. Candy. Uh, her soda gives you a VIP section in your mind, the K special. That's a choice of a um of a of a name. And I I know why she did it. I, I know why she did it because it's special K. Yeah. First tranquilizer, but yeah. Um I have Ooh. never personally done K before. But I have definitely um, been around someone who did K and had to save their ass that night because exactly, uh huh, they didn't the, remember the, anything. The cereal is terrible. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. The strawberries are awful. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so Candy is running around trying to set the scene as she's doing the scene itself. It was a lot, but she puts cans all over the place. I didn't really understand where it was going, but we'll we'll talk about the full video later. Mm-hmm. And finally, we get Got Mick, who will be playing a sluttier version of herself. Got Mick's Got Sex Sex Juice. Nice and simple, as she says. Mm-hmm. It makes you so gorgeous and so sexy, even though you look awful. Carson is finally getting his big moment. He is going to be the voice of the farts. That, that, was, <laughs> that was unexpected and kind of... I don't know. I, I did not care for that in the slightest. No, it was it was like Gottmik being like, oh my God, I'm beautiful. I'm so beautiful. I shouldn't be able to fart. Let's add farts into this. Listen, pretty people fart. It happens. They, we all fart. They do, yes. I mean, I don't, but you, I mean, you don't? You do. Oh my God, <laughs> I don't. Ma- you are magical. I, I'm just, I'm sewn up back there. So that, 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 that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Ross tries to help Mick out, but it's really not landing. Um, We got the farts. We get it. But we we need more. We need more from you, Mick. The music accompanying Mick and trying to be sexy with the water was the shade edit to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Finally, we see Mick struggle. And not going to lie, it was kind of enjoyable to see. Yeah. I I love I love seeing people who are perfect 
all the time stumble at least once. Because we don't want to see a perfect journey to the end. That's not fun. We yeah. need to see you have your moments of struggle. So it was, it was kind of cool. It's Elimination Day, and Olivia is really confident in her commercial, and she is excited to see it, too. She thinks she could win it. Did she have some delusion in her live? Utica thinks at this point that it's up to taste level for the judges to see what they like. All the queens seem to like their commercials, while Mick is like, what the fuck is wrong with them? They are narcissists now. Sweetheart, you're on a show full of narcissists. With drag queens. Exactly. Exactly. If there is a non-narcissistic drag queen out there, I would like to meet them and become their best friend. Which means I will not have a best friend. Exactly. So we get this really interesting conversation coming up now. Candy poses the question of what is their brand outside of drag race? Tina says, obviously red, orange, and yellow, but like spicy. To be fair, Tina Burner doesn't own flames. Ha, ha, ha. I have seen Tina enough times. I would not say that is her official brand. I think that's what the brand she brought to drag race is. She's campy. That is her brand. Her her brand is having a costume for everything she does. Yes. It's not red, orange, and yellow all the time. I I feel like she started going in that route once she started realizing that her chances of getting on drag race were getting higher and higher. Yeah. Because everybody knows going into it, you're going to have to brand yourself with something to stick out. Right. She came it's in true. As a, she came in as a firefighter, for Christ's sake. So, <laughs> she sure did. Yeah. Rosé says that her brand is a ferocious, hilarious, handsome woman. Very true, very true. Brands herself as a comedian. And Tina then says that's funny. Rosé says mm-hmm. thanks, and your jokes are landing too. And then Tina snaps back, and Rosé tends to always say shit about her under her breath. She wants her to say it out loud. I thought we were going to get a fight in this moment. I was really here for it and excited. But they're just, they have this understanding where they're shady toward each other, but they're not going to be mean toward each other. Yeah. And and that's the level of respect kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Tina says, when you say Rosé, it's not followed by Comedy Queen. But I want to say, perhaps it's not followed by Miss Comedy Queen. But I would say Rosé is a Comedy Queen. Hmm. How would you label Rosé? I will say this. um, As I've known of Rosé before the show, I haven't seen many of her performances, but I have known that she was funny. She was comedy. She was supposed to be that ta-ha type of person. Um, Have I personally been tickled by her a little bit on the show? Once or twice. Yeah. But... I, I, I brand myself as being a funny gal herself. So maybe she's not my brand of comedy. She sure. could be somebody else's. So I'm not saying That's she's fair. not funny. That's fair. So. That's very fair. Rose does believe that she is funnier than Tina, and Tina is sensitive because she just hasn't wanted anything and she's just a little one note on the show. Candy's brand is a firecracker loud bitch, but everyone here has seen the emotional side of her. And we get a little bit of her backstory. Uh, When she was in seventh grade, she was gay bashed and she shows the scar. It was in gym class and there were three guys who tackled her and got her arm broken and needed surgery. This is why her anger was with her and why she was angry with the world. She always feels the need to defend herself 
especially when she had her battle with Tamisha. She doesn't have drag queen friends outside of her drag house, but at Drag Race, she has made some incredible drag sisters. It, it was really hard to hear that story because we don't ever want to hear yeah. that happen yeah. to anybody. Um, yeah. But more resilience to her for being able to fight back from it. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love, uh, I love, one, I love hearing stories of people actually surviving yeah. uh, anything like that because we know not many people do, unfortunately. Right. Um, but it does, it does bring trauma. It does bring uh, a reason to have your guard all the time. So yeah. I, I get where she's coming from. And it's, it's also, I think for me, what stuck out was like seventh grade. Yeah. I'm a probably about like maybe eight or nine years older than her. So in a way she and I are kind of like different generations, but I thought of myself in seventh grade, I was not out or gay at that point, mm-hmm. but I was still in seventh grade, a seventh grader, like I wouldn't have thought what that who fucking cares if someone was gay, like it doesn't matter. I, so the fact, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I will say, I will say this, uh, being that you are a, uh, a lovely person of non color, fair, um, and in, in the in the PLC community, it kind of doesn't matter what your age is. Sure. You'll if if you're gay and you show that you're gay, if you're like very fem, very flamboyant, doesn't matter what age you are, you're going to get some type of that's backlash fair. for it. And especially, I don't I don't know if Candy mentioned like where she grew up, but if she grew up like in the Bronx right. at a young age, I definitely do see her like getting right. Yeah, I, I guess I guess where. What I was where I was coming from more was like I because I'm much older. There wasn't a social media outlet. There wasn't that kind of technology. So mm-hmm. in seventh grade, I will say I was very sheltered and closeted in that sense where yeah. I didn't know the world yet. Nope. So it's like in seventh grade, someone doing that. How? Why would other kids yeah. even know what gay was yet? So it, it was it was hard to hear. But you know what? I'm I'm glad to hear she survived it and she's able to talk mm-hmm. about it in a very triumphant way. Yes, 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 yes. We start to hear the runway music, but for a second week in a row, it's a fake out. Mick says that Rosé is giving her something because she thinks she's going to have to cross a bridge or something to get to the runway um, because she looks like, like a little troll. So that was funny mm-hmm. to have another fake out. Wasn't as good as the fake out we got last week with Tina's hair, but this was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I don't remember that. At the top of the show, they started the music for the the title credits, then they stopped it, and then we saw Tina's hair. She uh, buzzed it because she thought it was her wig. Yeah. It's funny, funny, funny. (laughs) So we got RuPaul on the runway, coming out looking like like she's fantastic in a beautiful dark purple sparkly dress, classic Mm -hmm. Ru hair, with just a little tinge of hair on the shoulder, which I thought was a little kind of sexy and sweet. Um... Michelle, Ross, and Carson are the panel, and I wonder if it's because they could not get one of the rotation judges for this week. Usually we save the, the family for the end, so I thought I was curious that the four of them I, were there. I didn't even notice that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard this season. It's hard this season for them to be able to have guest yeah. judges, and we understand why. But Yeah. So, category is Beast Couture. In honor of the runway, we will be playing Wild Thing or Bland Thing. 
<laughs> also, before we dive into it, I have a theory. We love theories, yeah. as we learned. Go for it. So, as you may or may not know, when you get the call and are preparing for the race, they give you an outline of what the runways are and everything. Yes. I think they were told the runway was monster and the show changed it to beast because I expected them to do more animals on the runway if it was beast. We got a lot more yeah. creatures. Yeah. So that's my theory on why what we got was what we got. Not mm-hmm. mad at it because most of them succeeded. And I say most of them, we'll talk about it. But um, I really think there's a switcheroo because there, there have been many times where they're told one thing and then the category and it is different. Else. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's my prediction. I think they were told beast, the uh, monster, and they were told they were, we were given beast because, you know, release okay. the beast, okay. Bimini. Okay. Yeah. That's just a theory we and, have. No, I see that. Um, I, I don't know whether to say this uh, idea, this opinion for before the runway or after the runway, but I'll say it now. I am upset. I am very, very, very upset that uh, even if the description said monster, I don't know why nobody did Alyssa. I agree. I said the same exact I thing. I don't know why nobody did Alyssa because that would have been perfect. It would have been everything. I No, I agree. I agree. So here's how we'll do it. We are going to discuss the commercials as we discuss the runways because they're all tied together. That way we can yes. talk about the judges' opinions as well. All right. We are starting with Utica, dressed by Rachel Ann Dombey, nails by Nessie Nails. I think this is a very dark turn for Utica, and I kind of like that versatility in her. The makeup is always brilliant, and this is one of those rare times where I do enjoy the white-out contact. Yes. The dark fur with the light fur around the edges and in the black is cool for dimensionality, but it just needed a bit more pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of that, I think we needed more from the horns because she's like, I'm Maleficent. It needed to be grander. It needed to be a lot bigger. Where she made up for it were those nails. Those nails were terrifying. Beautiful. How did you feel about her, her look? Honestly, um, since, she, since she was the first runaway up, I clearly didn't know what to expect. Sure. She 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 hit the corner. Beautiful, stunning. I I love a dark aesthetic. I love anything horror, golf, uh, macabre related. And she 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 turned it out for me. Yeah. But looking back on her after seeing everybody else, that animalistic, that uh, I was gonna say bestiality. That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, that, that beast side wasn't there yeah so I agree. It's, it's it's a it's a gorgeous look overall but it doesn't necessarily fit the full challenge yep so the commercial it was very weird and honestly it was not not on brand but it wasn't a brand i don't know what else you want from her she's a weirdo nothing else ever makes sense that's what she served you was it the clearest video no did they want her to throw and like wiggle to the top in there? Cause that's her catchphrase of the season. I, I, I don't know. I did get Utica out of this video, but it wasn't good. It wasn't a brand. It wasn't a yeah. brand. It's hard to brand weirdness because weirdness is a feeling rather than something physical. I, I would say 50, 50 on that. Yeah. Um, 
leading, I would say 50 50 on that because it is very hard to brand weirdness for the reasons you said. But somebody like, for example, Crystal Method has done excellent sure. with branding herself. Yep. And we all we all know Crystal is batshit. She's insane. She came out as a fucking pinata. Correct. Who in their right mind thinks of that. But when it comes to somebody like Utica, um, somebody else like uh, Evie Otley, like the other known weird queens, they haven't branded themselves in the best way. I just yeah. see them as being weird to be weird. And that's yeah. that's not a brand. I agree. I think yeah, Crystal Method is is weird. That that's God. I, <laughs> let's go. Let's let's go. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm going to so <laughs> Ross calls her creative, but he didn't know what her soda did and didn't know who she was. Carson says that her brand is quirky joy, but didn't see that until the very end of the ad. Michelle thinks her look is pretty, but she's not blown away. But with the look, I will give it a wild thing. I liked it. It, it was very, it was very uh, Florence and Machines, yes, but it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't as weird as it wasn't weird. If we're if we're gonna think of Utica, we're gonna think odd. We're gonna think off the wall. We're gonna think kooky, and I would expect her to put that in her brand for soda. If she was doing, if she was wearing something else while on the counter, yeah, maybe it would have read better. Maybe it would have worked, but I don't know. She she came out. So for the look, are you are you you two or boot? What do we like? Do you you want a wild thing it or bland thing it? Bland. All right. Well, the audience, eighty six percent wild thing, fourteen percent bland thing. So they they enjoyed the look, but. That's okay. Can Amuse, look by B. Kala, nails by East Lux Company. They made a Bushwick joke. And to be honest, this is Brooklyn drag, but damn, is this terrible. It is terrible. It is. um, She says she is replicating the makeup of the blow up doll, which in itself is terrible. Um, Why the alien has fur on her tits and lady parts is beyond me. I really think this is one of the top five worst looks on the runway ever. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I, do it. I love this. I really, really do. Tell me more. But tell me more. I. <laughs> if if it was just like if it was the uh, alien itself coming out on a runway, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. That, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like I, I think Candy, <laughs> I think Candy ruined the look for the alien. <laughs> it just didn't, it wasn't completely realized, I don't think. It was, it was an idea, yeah. a concept. It was just, was, it, it like, looked like, like it could have come from a costume it, shop. Didn't, didn't she say that uh, she was an alien that uh, like crash landed in, in, Brooklyn or the Bronx or something like that. Maybe, maybe. I know she said she definitely crash landed. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't read us that. It really doesn't. No, it's I would love to know the conversation she had with her designer on this one and be like, this is what I want to do. I'm I would assume they were probably incredibly high when they made this decision because this is this is this is a journey. I mean, it this could be going back on like um your idea for the descriptions maybe she was leaning yeah. towards that monster 
if it was if if it was monster, maybe it could have yeah. worked a little bit more. Because even Michelle was like beast, yeah. Let's talk about the video a little bit. Um, the commercial was about Kay's special, and it felt like the VIP section in her head, but like she went on a K trip, so maybe it's a lot of drugs in there. Um, what is Candy's brand to me? Being loud and outrageous. See, I didn't really see that completely, but I am shocked she didn't include sitting alone in VIP because that was her brand pre-show, and that is kind of what she talked about uh, a couple times on the show. I yeah. think that is what was necessary, and I think she was trying to get there but didn't include it. So for me, it was almost like a branding fail. No, it was 100%. No, I wouldn't... I just found out about the whole sitting alone in VIP thing and one that it, it makes no sense to me. It's, no. I, I, I see that silly. I see that stupid. But going off like the uh, candy Muse being uh, outrageous uh, in your face, outrageous and all that, that goes against the entire like, K special thing, like special K thing. Exactly. Because if, if we've seen people on that, we know they are nowhere near energetic they are nope you are yeah. mellow mellow possibly yeah. dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, it didn't work for me um but yeah. the show wants us to love candy so carson says he, he saw it a bunch of times while filming and it was still funny when he watches it now michelle says the runway is interesting it makes no sense ross says she looks ridiculous that's all yeah, we got that, that's she, this is what the show wants from us I mean, for us to see this is the candy she story. She she really didn't get that much. She didn't really get a negative comment. She just she got didn't. comments that were like, yeah. Yeah, no, she they, she, they, she was very mild. Mm-hmm. The look, it, like I said, one of the worst things I've ever seen. I'm giving a bland thing. I like the aliens. <laughs> so you're going to wild thing it? Yes, I wild thing it. The audience was 7% wild thing, 93% bland thing. Well, see my where, see my where my taste level is right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Tina Burner, designed by Florence Lee, constructed by Nola Costumes. I really like the concept of a Frankenbear. Um, I know that she said it was kind of like Silence of the Lambs and like wearing their skin. Didn't that's not really the story I was going with, but I think it was trying. This was said in confessional after she was eliminated, so I think we're trying to rework history here, but. It is out of her comfort zone. I think it's cute and campy with a tinge of spooky. What does not work at all is the makeup. It needed to continue with the patchwork and be a colorful assortment of something on that face. Mm-hmm. It's a bear on the bottom, a doll face, but stuffed with animal ears. I just needed the face to work, and it doesn't because everything else about it was just so wonderful. Yeah. It sucks because I we're not getting those colors here we're getting a a a rainbow of colors and it's a cool mysterious thing again is this more of monster than beast i would say but it's the makeup and it's a thing that has been said to her many many times this season and she needs to improve her makeup yeah um so i i i will say something that i've heard yes as a um, reason why Candy doesn't excel in her makeup. One from New York, you don't, you don't have a lot of time to throw yeah. on the paint, 
Uh, and two, she told she told herself as a performer first, and doesn't need to focus on makeup. This is these are quotes that I've heard. That's fair. That's fair. What, what source they come from, but do I see that being something that can't something that uh, Tina would say? Kind of. Yeah. Well, that's why I totally thought she would be eliminated last week because it was a. A makeup challenge and we saw what happened to rose's face that see that was that was branding that was <laughs> brand. last week everybody went to the nines with that yeah i know i know i know that was i know that uh tina saw it after the show but if she doesn't hop on that now yeah God. so tina's commercial um very overthought if her brand was campy comedy she did that but the brand we know on the show are the colors and I think she just tried to give herself a catchphrase within the video and it just didn't land. You can't force a catchphrase to happen. Yeah. We also never really heard burning up much. We heard her say, hell yes, but the soda was called burning up. Burning so up. it was, it was, it was very convoluted. I really think she overthought it because yeah, she is meticulous. She is very smart. She knows what she wants. The execution was not there. It, it wasn't, and, and it was that, going back on what I was saying before on how she plans for like 10 minutes, like a 10 minute number, she wants a storyline. She probably had issues condensing that down and yeah. trying to find a through line to make that work. Absolutely. I, yeah, we understand why she was doing it because she wanted to convey fire. She wanted to convey uh, the housewife, like switching up, being more naughty, like um be more devilish and things like that yeah that that didn't that didn't read it didn't not read. at all ross thinks the runway is fun and it is a surprise coming for her he calls her consistent but puts her in a box michelle loves her full commitment to everything she does but she is getting predictable mm-hmm. and it's flatlining she tells her not to come be complacent because that's why sharon madonna keep you guessing elevation and growth is what she's looking for carson gets that her brand is red yellow and orange but she's got to keep tweaking that whether it's a designer or a beverage, they're always doing a new version of their brand. Yes. They're all not, they're all right. They're all, they all said the things she probably didn't want to hear because she worked so hard to do what she did here. As far as the look, I do enjoy it. The makeup is what bothered me. It wasn't right. I will still give the yeah. look a wild thing. I'll give it a wild thing also. Yeah. reluctantly reluctantly yeah the so audience 46% wild thing 54% bland thing so very much much mm-hmm. on the the teeter here yeah. simone outfit by marco marco of course um what Lucky. does the fox Lucky. say so this is like <laughs> lola bunny from space jam's bestie i don't know her name but she got to have a name because i feel like the two of them would be like best friends Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this concept and I love how Simone sold it. I love the heels. I hate that you can see the zipper in the back. Oh, that sucks so much. You can see yeah. where it, it came. But you have to you 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 have to nitpick a little And like this, this is why I go nitpick her right now. I'm going to nitpick her very much. This yeah. was Simone's chance to play and go further out of her comfort zone. I needed her to give her give more in the face. Like, give us white cheeks, give us that black button nose, turn into a fox. Because yeah. otherwise, she looks like she's like a mascot for like a high school team. 
I don't know what high school is going to have this sexy I mean, fox as a uh, mascot, but it's just like I she mean, put her I, face in a costume. I'd get off on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you're, and I'm you're probably saying. not along. No. But no, I, um, I, I I want her to do more because we she is at this place where I know she's going to win. I just want her to be even better because she's such a star. Yeah. Um, one one thing that I always get um, kind of discouraged by when things like this come across Drag Race that are so good, there's always one thing they're lacking in. And with Simone, it's I want to say makeup ability and ability to uh, create her own outfits. Yeah. If she had those things, she would she would be an unstoppable force. Um, so that's probably why she didn't like do a makeup that was like, right. a- animalistic or anything. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think that her sister Gigi would be helping her out all the time making costumes because that bitch can sew. You would think. You would think. Her commercial was unapologetically her. What is her brand? Couldn't honestly tell you, but Sweet Tooth was funny in the sense that she made Utica wears gold, uh, gold tooth last week, and I suppose that's like a new brand thing in the workroom, but it was funny, um, especially with all the sugars. She's very smart, basically being trying to like fool your brain. Very funny. Um, and the jingle was great. Like, you know the jingle was great if Rue is singing it back to you, so... It you know was not, I don't, I wouldn't say this was like the best branding, but it was the best personality out of her. Yeah, it, it made the, the, her personality came out and it sh- shined and it made a commercial work. If anybody yeah. else was doing, if anybody else was doing that. Absolutely. It, it wouldn't have. Absolutely. Carson says it was a branding challenge and he could still see her logo with the t- lips and teeth. He called her, called the ad cohesive. Mm-hmm. Ross said from the moment, from the first line, she's got it. Michelle said her mouth was wide open with the runway, and it's her knowing who she is with the utmost fashion style and consciousness. It was a great look. Again, I'm nitpicking here because I want her to be even better, but it's absolutely a wild thing for me. Wild thing. Wild thing. I audience, it. audience, 79% wild thing, 21% bland thing. Next is Got Mick, who also has an outfit from Marco Marco. Marco Marco. Hair by Zach Killian, nails by Queen Custom Claws. I really love this look. It's fun, it's camping, it's not something you'd expect from Mick. The design is incredible with the eyes and the teeth and then Mick's makeup being weirdo creature too. I love that they are showing their chest and not giving a fuck about it and allowing, mm-hmm. saying, telling the show, this is me, you want me on your show, this is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um... This was a great look. I find it funny that you said this is something that you wouldn't expect Mick to do. Because it was campy. It's it's campier than Mick usually does. That's true. That's true. But we haven't actually seen the level of camp that Mick can do. So maybe this is like that higher tier. Yeah. Yeah. Because seeing the eyes... I would, I guess, I would have guessed something like that. But seeing the fact that the the waist and the boots made a mouth, that yeah. that's that's the part that had me floored. Yeah, it was it was such a smart design. Marco Marco is a fucking genius. What, what, what do we expect? Anything less? What do we What do we expect? But right. no, this was a great great look. 
So branding is hard for Gottmik because I don't think she quite figured out who she is in the sense of drag race. Gottmik's got sex, sex juice is a lot of the same thing that Paris would do in a Paris Hilton parody. Not Gottmik. Sadly, what I think her brand is, and she's trying to run away from it on this particular show, is makeup. And I think if she made a soda that was makeup inspired, it would have sold her a little bit better. But that's not, she wanted to break free from that. She's doing the same thing that uh, Gigi wanted to do. Yeah. And is not be known for just that one thing and branch out a little bit. Because, like, with Gigi, it was obvious fashion was her thing. But she wanted to show that she could dance and be funny. With yeah. Mick, it's obvious that um, she's makeup. But she's clearly yeah. trying to get out of that box. And sometimes you need to play to your strengths. Yeah, because, yeah. again, it's like you can get out of your box because you've, you're, gonna, you're about to be given the biggest platform in the world to explore yeah. with so use your tools now to do what you excel in get the w and then play afterwards exactly so exactly to anyone listening who may be a rue girl in the future play to your strengths don't be afraid to play to your strengths if exactly. you want to try something make sure you're good at it otherwise mm-hmm. wait till you're a famous rue girl and then you can do whatever the fuck you want whatever you want yeah. Michelle thinks the runway is different and she loves it. Carson thinks the commercial took unsexy things and then you drink the drink and then you're sexy. You needed more separation from the before and after. Rue chimes in and says, irony is hard to explain to people and you really have to spell it out. Ross asked if, make, if it made sense during shooting and he thinks it didn't so much. Ross also didn't remember the name, which I think was really ridiculous, but out of all the sodas, hers is the one he couldn't remember. Okay, Ross. I think you're just tired, but you go off, sis. Um, the look is a wild thing. It was great. Wild thing. Wild thing. Beautiful. Audience was 93% wild thing, 7% bland thing. So they really loved it. Yeah. Olivia Lux, look by Pieretta Victory. So Sully and Mike Wazowski had a baby, and it's Olivia. So come on, Monsters, Inc., um, I really think this pushed against everything Olivia does, and it was kind of wonderful. The colors are great. The use of fabric that we know is kind of like that pageant fabric in the center. Over, overused. It worked well for she, this. She made it the, work. The makeup is still sweet, Olivia, even though she blew herself. I really like <laughs> this. And I know that um, I saw, I think, on Peretta's um, Instagram that this was not the original color combo. Which I'm curious. About, I'm curious about the original map because this I believe it was beautiful. purple and teal, but I don't think they were able no. to get that, so they used the Monsters Inc. and this is it, it. It worked out so well. This this works a lot better because obviously the that uh blue that particular blue and that green is going to lean towards Monsters Inc. and absolutely. This what is this challenge? Beast, no. Monsters slash beast. So, it, <laughs> yeah. So no, works. exactly. Yeah. Would you wear something like this? I, I, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's and, so fun. And, and I, I will make a comment about uh, about this look and Rose's look. Yeah. Um, 
I like this look a lot better in pictures rather than on the runway mm-hmm. and opposite for Rosé. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll get to Rosé in a second, but... Because she uh, used that fucking fabric too. But yeah. She did, she did. She did. So, Olivia's can didn't make any sense to me because I didn't know why it was red and blue. We have not seen her do red and blue. Her colors are, are, are pastels and, and teals and purples. I don't know why it was red and blue. And that was the start of why it was not going to work. I think her video had real, some really funny moments, especially that pit crew mirage. I think the tiny purse thing could have been amplified even more. If you're going to bring it with you, you got to give us that story. It was not her strongest outing because I think she totally got in her head after last week. Because they really psyched her out of like, who are you? Which, which kind of reads differently than her saying, um, oh, this is just drag. Because if you fully believe that, you kind of wouldn't be in your head about it. Right, right. Even, even, even if it is coming from the judges. Because you would put up a exactly yeah it was it was hard to watch because i i've seen her do great things and this was not a shining moment yeah it's it's unfortunate but you know i i I feel like she's gonna feel like she's gonna be up there yeah we'll see we will we will definitely see soon ross says that she always looks happy and that's a problem because her job in the commercial was to be sad and then make an emotional turn so it felt a little one note Carson says the concept wasn't strong enough and she is still trying to find out what her brand is. Michelle thinks the runway was wonderful and very different and likes to see her pushing herself out of her comfort zone. This look for me, it was reminiscent of Monsters Inc. So I loved it. Wild thing. Yes. Audience. Wild thing. Yeah, audience. 73% wild things, 27% bland thing. And finally, Rose. Oh. Look by Casey Slater, hair by 1 800 wig takeout, ears by Rose. Once again, the pageant queen fabric is alive and well. Um, she's the devil with the nails that will destroy you. The hair is so much fun and a great use of horns. The makeup is sensational. The use of fur and feathers blended well together. I got no critiques for it. It, it, it was so fun to see her do this. Stellar. And like seeing the way it moves on the runway, it's so creepy and so eerie and i yeah i live for it I she sold it she it. she knows how to sell a garment in a way certain mm. people don't um yeah. so she she did very very well in this wet pink perfect wearing janice robe is the epitome of perfection rose is a strong actor it really showed in this ad because she can sell anything with comedy and the great with the greatest of ease she is aware of her journey on the show and the fact that she could poke fun of herself allowed it to be accessible I will take a pack of Rosade. How did you feel about the video? Uh-oh. I will say I... I wasn't impressed. I wasn't uh-huh. impressed, unfortunately. But I got the sense of it that I would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and see that commercial on and yeah. wonder what is going on and be plastered out of my mind and want to drink it. Yeah. While I wasn't impressed, I would buy I would buy it. Yeah, it was it was it was smart and she just the way she spoke and the cadence of her voice, it felt like an ad. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. She's a 
She's a perfectionist. She is. Michelle jokes that it should be called Rosé Visage because it was directed right at her. She calls it really smart and funny and showed a playful side. Ross says she was a joy to work with on set and the ad was textbook as the branding was no brainer and knew what it did. Carson said the runway was gorgeous as if Bob Mackie was designing for a giant Shakespeare production in Vegas. The makeup was technically phenomenal. I agree. I loved it. It is a wild thing for me. Yeah. Wild thing. I have had no issues. I'm not calling out whoever it was, but this was 99% wild thing, 1% bland thing. So that one person, you are dumb. I, I, <laughs> I was like, it's somebody, it's somebody, it's somebody you know. It's somebody you know. Oh, of course it is. I'm not calling them out, but it's okay. Decisions from RuPaul have been made. Simone is the winner of the week. Cool. Fourth win for Simone. But wait. So is Rose. They both win $5,000. Candy Muse is safe. Olivia Lux is safe. Gottmik is safe. We have a bottom of Tina Burner and Utica. How do you feel about all that? Uh-oh, we got more thoughts. I, I, I want a candy in the bottom. Be, I, I want a candy in the bottom. I, I agree. I do not know how technically, as she spoke about in Untucked, if you look on like you know the Wikipedia and how things are going to be written down, she's technically high on this challenge. No, no, no she... In her head, it is. She was one of the tops. Delusion. It's true. I, look, it, I, it, I, once, again, once again, I was watching back season one and Akasha thought the same thing. <laughs> she was high at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it, it, was, it was really interesting to her listen to her talk. We'll talk about Untucked a little bit, but I yeah. agree that Candy could have been in a bottom because um, she was one of the four weaker ones. Um, overall because that look was just so bad tina and utica being the bottom two yeah it it checks out it makes sense even yeah. though yeah. i don't think tina agrees with that um it was cool to see got no. having to um fear for her life for a hot second but my hot take hot i would have given rose the solo in I think she eked out Simone on the runway. In terms of the runway challenge, I would, I would agree. I would have gave it to Rosé because, once again, look, look at it. Yeah. Stunning, beautiful, perfect. But in the challenge, it really was the only one that read commercial. Yeah. The only one. While, while Simone looks stunning as Foxy Brown, uh, Furry Edition, <laughs> her, com- her commercial was like something I would see on a like an Instagram branded ad. Yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah. SNL or something. I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but listen, it, it, it's setting herself up for a win with four wins. It's hard to catch up at this point. Then again, we just saw a show where someone had four wins and lost. So doesn't really matter. Who knows? Um, Doesn't matter. The song. Oh, my God. The song. 
They said, please perform my humps looking like a beast. That is a television thing that happened on my television. It was a thing that happened, television on thing. What the fuck? Who who said, you know what? I need to watch I, Drag Queens lip sync to my humps by the Black Eyed Peas. I, I want more Black Eyed Peas in my drag shows. That's just, <laughs> that's, that's what I need in my life. They didn't even go for Fergie. They did not go for they, Fergie. No, they, they were like, the Fergie, full, you, no, no. We, full we had to, group. <laughs> we go full group. Wow, what a song choice. Um, obvious answer is to play the song Camp. You have to go camp with this. Tina did that, but part of me wonders if Tina forgot she was lip syncing for a camera and not for a live audience. Yeah. We saw so much of her side. We saw so much profile. And I yeah. think that's because she was angled for the judges and not the camera. Camera, yeah. Utica had a very creepy look on that made her performance work in her favor simply because her weird moves were comical to this song. And it worked, it worked so well. It was so uh, silly. And, and I, want, I want to say my, my uh, pick for bottom of Candy was solely based on hearing this song because I wanted <laughs> to see Candy lip sync with that doll. That's right, that would have that would have been that would have been brilliant. But I think this, this, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say if they if they kept the doll and sent Candy home, I would have screamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think you know what this lip sync was one that was de- definitely based on taste. I just don't yeah. think Tina did anything groundbreaking to save herself. While Utica just has this natural uniqueness that the show doesn't get from Tina. So even if it's just one more week of Utica, we're getting one more week of Utica. Yeah. Candy, I mean, oh, I keep saying Candy. Tina is definitely somebody that's clearly middle of the road. And clearly I can only take you so far. And when you're in, when you're basically going to be in the top, what, six? Yeah. Everybody else is standing out. Everybody else has something about them that keeps them there. Yep. Tina doesn't have something that keeps them there. Everybody else yeah. that everybody else that uh, went home, they they either uh, lost fairly or there were multiple things about them that just didn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. I agree. I, I completely agree, and it's 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 tough, but. In the end, Utica stays, Tina Burner is eliminated, and she is the first New York City queen to go home this season. I don't think she would ever in a million years believe she would be the first of the four to go. And that probably stings also. Oh, I'm like four. I, 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 I can't count. That math came back. <laughs> um, she starts to walk off with Ms. Burner, but she ends that immediately and starts with, in case it burns, it's probably gonorrhea. That's funny. Funny. Cute. I mean, but that's not her tagline from this city. Her tagline no. is turn and burn it. Yeah. Let's let's go through Untucked a little bit because this was a very interesting Untucked. Um, mm-hmm. Tina is a little confused by the critiques as she thinks she did the challenge. Utica knows her commercial was the worst and won't be surprised if she's in the bottom. Simone is feeling like she's at the core of the earth. Why? Because she is so hot in that look. I cannot imagine being in that look 
and having all those lights burning on you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And no, they're, no, 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 they're, no. On, they're on stage for at least six hours at a time. Oh, fully. Absolutely. Yeah. And she knew she would be rotted underneath. And she's like, I'm a dumb bitch, but this is what I wanted to do. Simone says getting through the critique she got was what people aspire to hear on the show. She feels good. Candy, she wasn't sure how she would do with the commercial, and she was very pleased with what she saw, but they didn't fully love the look because they didn't get it. But as she says, work. This is like part of why I'm not connecting with Candy on the show is because she's not accepting other people's words and opinions and which i'm i'm having difficulty trying to place on the sand yes her guard is up from her past traumas and everything but that has nothing to do with you listening to critiques right like listening to what like can make you excel and at this point you want to do everything you possibly can to excel if you don't want to listen exactly Get up and get out. There's somebody else that was going to listen. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it's it's really interesting watching her journey. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. Olivia knew she was taking risks with a commercial, and her worst critique is that she always was happy and smile, and not smiling is hard for her to do. That's it's hard. <laughs> Utica owns that she had the worst commercial, and she was fuming because she knows she could do better. She asks what the group thought and no one says anything. So she agrees to break the tension because I don't know what I would have said. I I probably would have not said anything either. I'm waiting for someone else to say something. But Rosé finally does pipe in and says if it was an actual ad on TV, it wouldn't work because it didn't sell the product or know who she was. Simone says that it makes sense to them, but the judges don't see her the way they do. And like they see her in the workroom. Rosé Rose feels great and didn't think she would win because Simone will win. She's jealous of Simone's critiques and wish she, she would just go poof. Because, yeah, if Simone Rose, wasn't there, Rosé would have a better shot. But why are you so caught up and worried about what other people's critiques are? Worry about your own. Because you're going to be focusing on you're going to be focusing on somebody else's critique, so that means you're going to be focusing on what somebody else is doing the next challenge, and you're going to get in your head again. Yep. Because you're seeing what they're doing, you see that they're improving and putting all of the words that they were given, they were applying them, and you're just sitting there stuck. So I don't I don't understand that. I don't get that. Yeah. Well, she feels great uh, because she loosened up and didn't get stressed out during the commercial, so that's a win for her, I guess. Yeah. Tina, she would like to have some insight um, because she is confused by the critiques. She took it as you're always consistent and you always do a good job. Candy comes in and says, yeah, they said that. But if you look at every challenge with Tina acting, it's always housewife and mommy dearest. Rosé says, it's part of the character. Tina says, you mean brand. Rosé says, yes, but you wanted our insight. And Tina snaps back and says that she's listening and not trying to be nasty and not snapping back to which Rosé sings girl. You just did. Rosé says they see one thing and it's very branded. She's just not taking the opportunity to explore. And that's why you can't pre-plan drag race. And plenty of girls are doing that. Plenty of girls are doing that going in and they're going to be turned on their fucking ass when they get into the show. And what they planned out is not working. 
Exactly. And I think that is what is so hard for Tina to, to grasp is she is, she did the work. She did the homework. She did the planning. She knew what she needed to do, but if it didn't get accepted in the first place, you're now stuck with all of those plans that you can't rewrite because you're stuck. Exactly. And like, I do feel like she was going into this with the mindset of, oh, I'm here now, but I need to, I need to get myself together. I need to actually do something so I can be somebody after the show. Yeah. And I, I, again, I have not, I don't know Tina as those colors. That's not who Tina Burner is when I have seen her in New York. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that that was her package. That was her plan. She was coming into this as a pageant. She knew what her package was going to be and presented the package as is. It just didn't land because the the judges knew who she was from New York as well. And they're like, but that's not you either. So it was, she, she put herself in a very difficult predicament. She gave me two different things. Yeah. Very different things. So again, future racers, this is the Tina and Burner conundrum. Don't fall into the trap. It's a branding trap. It's a branding trap. It is. Oh. And you have to kind of blame the show for it because even watching season one, two, three, four, everything happens organically. Yeah. But now with Drag Race being this mega television program, this 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 show that has spawned spinoff after spinoff and the queens having a brand because they're able to do makeup and all this other, all these other opportunities. The show is telling you, you need to be a brand, but that's not necessarily what drag is at its core. So I will, I will fully agree with you on, and that being what drag is at its core, but at the same time, with everything coming organically, if you, if you go on a show knowing who you are and doing what you do and doing it uh, 110%, whatever branding that you, whatever branding that you are going to get after the show is going to come uh, from you just being you on the show. Exactly. For example, for, for example, one of my friends yesterday was t- talking to me, we were, talk- we were talking about the, uh, the sh- uh, show and uh, this challenge. Candy had no idea that fucking uh, Tamisha was going to call her arrogant. And now there, there's a, a song out, out with Candy Mules and Candy is selling uh, arrogant necklaces. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't go in with that mindset. She got pissed off being called arrogant. Exactly. But, but is she going to run with that? Yeah, she is. Exactly. There are so many times in the show that the catchphrases that we use, back rolls, look how orange you look, they came organically. They happened with the show. That's why Tina was so dead set putting some brand in there trying to find a catchphrase that wasn't going to come unless it happened organically yeah i mean because like that's what that's what's hard about the season is there a line for you or a a phrase that you're going to be like that is the season 13 phrase that i will be quoting for the rest of the years to come I just put you on the spot. <laughs> no, if, if there's any, if there's anything, it's going to be is your blood sugar low. That's that's going to be my favorite thing mm-hmm. to fucking say because that's fair. It, <laughs> but other for, than that, for me, it's wiggle to the top, wiggle to the top from Utica's from Utica's verse in the song. 
Yeah. But th- th- yeah. this season really hasn't given us any meme-worthy moments, except maybe I said what I said, and the lady said, go home. And she's not here no more. So exactly. it's like, oh, yeah, why yeah, yeah, get rid yeah. of Tamisha when she was being your brand? So it, exactly. it's, 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 it's difficult when things don't come organically. It's, like, you have to let it just happen. And when, when, now that you say it, I can't remember any iconic or like really memorable phrases that's come out of the past four seasons. Yeah, I mean, last season it probably would be look over there. Um, and even so, is it is it something that's, we that's, that's 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 nothing memorable. You can't really exactly. just pull the, you can't really just pull that out. Yeah, like there's nothing there's nothing Brand, memorable. Branding is hard. Branding that's is hard. very hard. That's hard. So Olivia agrees with what Michelle said about Tina, and Tina's just rolling her eyes. She wants to surprise people in that she is listening, but that's not you're not lasting, so you're not you were you weren't clearly listening. Gottmik has never been in the bottom. It feels different. She likes what she did, but she missed the mark with organization. She believes that she has grown so much in this competition for her community. She is not going to go home. It's not going to happen now. Nope. Candy says that Gottmik is a front runner. Simone says that they have ways to go, but of course, thinks Gottmik's a front runner and Rose for sure. She says Candy too, as does Olivia, because she is real and straight up. Gottmik says the judges are really into the growing thing. She knew Simone before this, and she is shocked at the transformation that Simone has gone through. Simone is grateful to be here experiencing it with Gottmik. Candy asks who Tina thinks her biggest competition is and says Rosé and Simone and Mick. And Olivia is not butthurt again. Oh, no, 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 because the girls didn't see her as competition. She won two consecutive challenges and doesn't want to be overlooked. She's here to take the crown. Why is no one saying Olivia's name? We alluded to it earlier, but what, what is it that they're not seeing in Olivia that the judges clearly are? Olivia's not being aggressive. Olivia's not being a bitch. Olivia's not, she's not calling anybody out. She's not being that, she's not being a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that, sorry, sorry to use that word, but it's like, it's that aggressiveness that comes with it's that aggressiveness and, and that uh, drive to win that borderline, I'm going to stab you and do whatever I need to do to get to the top that Olivia isn't showcasing. She may yeah. have that, but she may, may not be showing it. And she could be seen as a, as a doormat. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I wouldn't say Simone's a cunt, but she's standing out as a front runner because Simone is giving you the aggressiveness when it comes to her presentation that Olivia is not. Yes. Simone, Simone, is ve- Simone is exceedingly consistent while Olivia has her peaks and valleys. Yeah. So would, would you go for the girl that is constantly in the top and winning, or would you go for the girl that is sort of winning, sort of skating by? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's also almost like is she going for the Miss Congeniality crown? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win it this season. I'm going to I'm I'm put it out there now. There's going to there's be three. <laughs> oh, okay. There's going to be three. There's going to be three. It's going to be Olivia. It's going to be Simone. And just, just for uh, shits and giggles, it might be Utica. 
Yeah, if not, I, if not Tamisha. If not Tamisha. <laughs> oh my God, Tamisha Mon, she coming for you. Um, I, I, I would love to say Utica too, but my fear is that they've already called her shady off camera. So I don't know if they would give it to her. Because we do I, know it's not the People's Choice Award anymore. Fan yeah, favorite. Fan yeah, favorite. That's, that's gone. That's long gone. <laughs> I cannot believe they got her to show up next week, but we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. We get a video message coming in from Tina's Tina brother's mother. Tina immediately gets emotional, and we have never seen that from her. So it took her elimination episode to get vulnerability. Yeah. Tina's mom says that this is a trying time, but she has no reason to worry. She has the best personality. She knows she can always call Tina when she's down and she will always make her laugh. She calls her the joy of her life and wishes her all the luck in the world. Tina cries as she took care of her mom for a huge part of her life and it's been a journey. Her mom suffers from depression and bipolar disorder and it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a normal childhood but calls her mother her rock. What if, how, how did you feel about this, this little segment? It's it's always nice to see. It's always uh, heartwarming to see uh, where these queens, like, essentially got their drive from their personality, their gumption to go on. Um, if Tina, since Tina was saying that she was the one taking care of her mother, of course she's going to have that drive to always um, be a hard worker and want to do more so she can get something back. And yeah. I feel for that. I feel for that because uh, think, think, think of it this way. Um, Tina's working uh, 10 plus shows a week. Maybe all, all those shows that she's doing, she's taking that money and mm -hmm. helping her mother out with it. And maybe she was so tested on getting on Drag Race because she knows that after the show, she can do something with the earnings to help out her mother even more. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of get that sentiment with her because honestly, if hopefully if I get on a show at some point down down the road, who knows? I would I would be this exact same way. I would be exact same way. My mother's my rock with everything, and um, I I owe her a lot when it comes to even being in drag and having enough strength and energy to continue doing drag. So why not? Why not help out my mother as much as I can? Yeah. Um, so I really, I really do get where Tina's coming from. Yeah. Unfortunately, was... yeah, like, unfortunately, like you said, it came with her <laughs> elimination. Yeah, it so was interesting it, it was, timing. It was nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice to see. Tina then says she doesn't know where she stands in the competition. She just wants to fight and be there and fight for her mom. She's feeling like her best isn't good enough. But Rosé says the judges said they want to see more from her. She is good enough. Tina is blessed, and Candy says it's nice to see her vulnerable side. Utica, it's five minutes ago. Utica's stuck in her chair because her hair is stuck, and Rosé has had to release her. And I kind of love that kind of moment on Untucked when we see the kind of silly moments of there being yeah. actual humans. Yes. Tina will push her way to the finale because she is a fighter. Utica knows she is a great lip syncer and has so much to prove and does not want to leave. But in the end, it is Tina who is gone. She isn't mad, but she's been eliminated early because she fought for years to get there and she is proud. As she packs, of course, we get one last glimpse of red, orange, and yellow because that's all she packs with her. Tina reads her letters and says that she never thought she would have 
built a strong connection with Candy and Mick. She thought she was there to win and let the competition take over, but she let her guards down and now has lasting relationships. She walks out blaming the show for ruining her dream, but then says, turn it and burn it. And that's the Tina Burner story. I got some burning questions for you to end this up. Hmm. What is Tina's legacy following her elimination? Do you, do you want me to give an actual answer or my personal answer? <laughs> you give me the answer you are comfortable with. Um, I'm af- I'm afraid that Tina is going to just return to the city and nobody's going to recognize her for the hard worker that she is. Mm-hmm. And that is going to probably be the worst thing in the world to her because being that she's so talented, being that she's so good at what she does in the city, she's not going to be able to branch out to create a legacy. Yeah. And that's extremely unfortunate. Because yeah, if it's... If you're, yeah, go if you're going to be middle of the road on a show and not do anything to really stand out, you're not, you're not getting anything out of the show. And I hate to say that. Yeah, it's one of those situations where there are opportunities possible. She's going to have to grab them as opposed to them being handed to her. I could see her not coming back for an all-star season. And it's not by choice. I don't think they would ask her back. I, I I don't know if there's anything else she can show. I think they would. Because obviously, obviously they watch they watch the girls after the show and see if they're even worthy of coming back. Yes, yes. I, I, but I feel like this is going to be a learning moment for Tina, like try to turn things around, turn things around for her. My my only problem though is this mm-hmm. cast is strong with contenders for all star seasons. But in, in in the world where I think you and I both agree that Simona's our winner. You have Rosé, you have Olivia, you have Utica, you have Candy. They're probably going to get the calls before Tina would. And then you have someone like Denali and Tamisha, who are fan favorites. They'll probably get the call before Tina. So I feel like if Tina's going to come back, she may be like 50 years old when it happens. I mean, if she is 50 years old. Hey, let it happen. Tamisha just did it at 50. I about to say, even if she is 50 years old, will her routine change? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's so the thing. I, I would love, if, if Pride comes back to NYC, I would love to see Tina with uh, the New York Fire Department on their float. I would love that. <laughs> oh my God, I hope that happens. Someone <laughs> needs to make that happen. That would be brilliant. My next question for you. We have a roast of, the th- of three Miss Congenialities next week. Who do you worry about and who do you think will excel? I know we just finished talking about Tina, but I wish Tina was here for this challenge. Right. It was almost set up for yeah. her, but like she also is like kind of friends with Nina West. So it kind of would have looked like a conflict of interest, but whatever. Yeah. Um, if anything, I would give it to Rose and Olivia are going to excel. I feel because okay. obviously Rose, comedian, she has no mm-hmm. issues uh, uh, um, reading somebody. And I feel like Olivia's going to come in with that like subtle 
that those subtle burns that you really yeah. have to like understand and think about. Um, as far as uh, falling short, I would say possibly got Mick and Candy. I could see them floating and being in the bottom. Simone, I'm not really sure about because she is naturally funny, but I don't know if she's naturally funny scripted like this. I think this yeah. is going to be the downfall of Utica. I just think Utica is so specific as a comedian. I don't know how it's going to read gonna, through this. So I can see well. Utica leaving on this episode. And she's she's had a great run. So sixth place, yeah. not a bad place to leave on. Um, yeah. But it, it will be exciting to see Heidi in Closet again. I love Nina West, so I'm so excited to see her. And they got Valentina back. I don't know how much money they gave Valentina just to do this because... I don't know if you saw uh, Nina Westlake posted on Instagram that she had a quarantine for two weeks just to do this one spot. I don't think they made Valentina quarantine for two no, weeks because what the hell is that bitch going to do in quarantine for two weeks? Not at all. Not a goddamn thing. Oh, God. But again, the, the, the easy jokes that Candy has for Valentina because of Aja, girl, you better do it. You better call it out. You better call her perfect and beautiful and call her Linda Evangelista. <laughs> you are the only bitch on that stage who was allowed to do it. But I don't think she's. She might. She might. Being, being that Candy, let's, let's call it spade a spade, shaded Aja as soon as she walks into the workroom, I don't think that Candy's going to make any reference to Aja. And I, I still find that astounding. But she did in her. Uh, in the little black she, dress look. She, she was almost the same exact thing that Aja wore for the Lady Gaga runway. Same concept. Am I, am I, am I not remember? Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. 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 Oh, yes. she sure did. Ooh, biting. We love Candy did it better, so but that. yeah, she did. I mean, to each their own. <laughs> you know, opinions are opinions. It's true. <laughs> it is true. Well, this opinion, I think you and I are in agreement on because we kind of mentioned it a few times, but I always ask it at the end of the podcast. After 11 episodes, who is the winner of the season? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still here for Elliot. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm kidding. Oh, God. So much Botox in the face. I can't. Um, yeah, Simone. Simone. Yeah. Is, she, she was my winner from, uh, from Jump. As soon as Me I too. saw her in the promotions. Yep, yeah. me too. I, 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 I'm so excited for what she's going to do with this title. Oh, I can't wait. But no, I, I think it's hers to lose. And Mick and Rosé, I think, are the only other contenders. And they're going to have to, to do a lot to overtake Simone at this point. Can, Matt, can I ask you a question? Because I, yeah. I pose this question to one of my friends. Top two is going to, in my mind, top two is going to be... Uh, Simone and um, got Nick. Yes, they're they're clearly giving Simone the winner's edit. They're clearly doing that, but do you feel like there is a chance of them undercutting Simone to give it to Got Nick, J just on the basis of Simone, just on the basis of Got Nick being the first trans mass trans male on the show. I could totally see it happening. I absolutely could see it happening. 
Um, but I am fearful of the fan base because you know how nasty they are. And I don't want to see anyone attack Gottmik and be like, this, you only won because, because that's not fair. Gottmik has proven why they could totally be a great winner. But I think Simone is just doing better. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. 100%. But we know how... I know. We know how the producers can be. I know. We, oh, I know. We saw you. We saw UK. <laughs> no, and I, like, like I said, it's not that I don't think Gottmik is a worthy winner because Gottmik would be a worthy winner. I'm more fearful of what the fan base would do if they're attacking Lawrence Cheney the way they're attacking Lawrence Cheney. I, the amount of racism and transphobia within the the community, I don't want to see it because it will destroy the good things that came out of the season. Yes. Um, Even and then I, I fear I'm fearful for Simone winning too because you know how some but, of these people but, are. Yes, but re- refresh my memory: has Drag Race or any of the um, networks ever publicly spoken on the fan base and anything that they're they've put out? No, I don't think. And, no. and that's that that's terrible. It's they they leave it up to the queens and it's not their job to do it. That's bullshit. There's there's one person who should be doing it and that person has stayed silent. And we know they're going to stay silent because they got that fracking money. They don't. They, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think the fan base is going to change until RuPaul makes them change. I don't even think the I don't even think the fan base is. I don't think the fan base are RuPaul fans anymore. They're drag race fans. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, but what if RuPaul's like, if you don't change, I'm not giving you another season. I think the fan base would change. There we go. There There, we go. Could be like a real parent. (laughs) Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? Uh, on social media and cash app because I am I'm banned from Venmo. That's a lovely story. Uh, yeah, I'm banned from Venmo. How? So well, I love telling stories. On on a lovely on a lovely drunken night, I happened to be texting one of my friends that uh, asked for twenty dollars, just twenty dollars, a two and a zero. I said sure. I opened up Venmo and pressed apparently zero three times and sent them two thousand dollars. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and check my bank account. There is a negative sign. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this cannot be right. So I call my bank that is surprised it's, that I'm surprised and say a goddamn thing to me. They're like, oh, yeah, you, you're in your negatives now. That would have been nice to know. Um, I called up my friend and they said, yeah, you sent me $2,000. Like, so you're going to you're going to send that back? And they're like, no, I spent half of it already. <gasps> no. <laughs> I spent half it already and a month later they this they decided they said that they're going to be nice and send the, the the thousand back I'm like okay so yeah so I'm so anybody that's been tipping me on Venmo has been going towards that little debt I have but <laughs> in the oh meantime, my god <laughs> if you want to find me on yes if you want to find me on cash app and paypal um Pornhub and Instagram, R-H-E-D-D-R-H-U-M-M. Once again, a red rum on Cash App, uh, PayPal, Pornhub, and Instagram. Yes. There you go. Well, it was so much fun chatting with you. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Michael. 
the biggest thanks to Red Rum for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.